God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Steve, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. <laughs> What? That's the beginning. Ah, it's a horrible beginning. Mm, girl! <laughs> um, this one's about baseball, too. Okay. It, the roof went over so well. <laughs> the, roof, the roof is gold. There have been 128 forfeits in 139 years of professional baseball. Okay. The last one was on January 4th, 1974. Okay. Also known as Ten Cent Beer Night right. in Cleveland. Right, I knew it. <laughs> I, I assumed you've heard this story. Yes, I don't know everything, but I know yeah. I know that's when you said the last forfeit was yeah. that year. That's starting to make me think of that. Um, on May 29th, nineteen seventy four, the Cleveland Indians lost a game to the Texas Rangers in Texas. It included a bench clearing brawl, and the fans threw beer and food on the Indians. Well, that's out of context. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the land, dickhole. Pour beer well, on him. I didn't mean the team. They went on just found <laughs> yeah, American yeah. Indians. They call threw... him ketchup in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so Indian fans were holding a grudge against the Rangers when they came to town a week later, right? Sure. So they come to Cleveland, and and you know how you know how these fights work. It was a real fight. The, you know, some fights... Okay, so a ranger slid hard, which means he went into the second baseman really hard. Yeah. And the players thought it was too hard. That's part of baseball, though. Yeah. But, some, but there's this weird line you can cross. There is a lot of weird etiquette in baseball. Yeah, well, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of... It's like literally like one thing is fine and the next thing, it's the same thing. You're yeah. Like, well, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. There's, just, there's, just a, there's just a thing about it when you watch it. You go, well, that's horse shit. <laughs> and then someone has to get hurt. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> that's baseball. That makes sense. It sounds like laws. <laughs> So the Indians thought that he slid in too hard, and uh, the next guy, the next time that guy came up to bat, they they you know threw one at his head or uh-huh. over his head. Give him a little chin music. A little chin music, it's called message sent, right? Yep. And then he his next pitch, he bunted. Pitcher picked it up. He gave the pitcher a little forearm. Oh, then the, shit. Then the first baseman came down and punched him in the face. <laughs> and then, and, and then, then it was on. And then everybody leaves. And that's like a real brawl. Like that. Yeah. So there's certain brawls in baseball. There's some brawls are like like in the movie um, Animal House at the end when the band goes into the alley and just slowly squishes in. And all, <laughs> some fights are like that where everyone's just kind of pushing against each other. Nobody like, really oh, wants my to fight. Ho- my horn is bent, but nobody. <laughs> Nobody actually fights. Caught in your zipper there, my friend. <laughs> and then and then there's fights like this where it's real and the players get all fucking yeah, fired up. It. And the fans get super into it. Um, there's brawls for me. Like when uh, the Giants played the Cardinals in 87 or 88. I still remember this fight. To this day, because Ozzy Smith is one of the best shortstops uh, defensively ever and will... Clark slid in a second, and Ozzy punched him in the back of the head. And for this whole, for, for the rest of my life, like he, Ozzy Smith is one of the best baseball players of yeah. all time. And anytime someone says anything, I go, yeah, but he's a bitch. Yeah. Like it just, like I still hold a little, oh, yeah, but that guy's a fucking bitch. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, we fucking punched Will Clark in the back of the head when in 1987. Was like, that it's Rain Man? Just, it's just February fourth, so... 1987. 
<laughs> uh, as you punch him in the back of his head. It definitely, definitely contusion. <laughs> so hold on. So you hold on to shit. Like it just sinks in there as a baseball fan. Yeah. And especially a week later, it's fresh. And the fans go there expecting. Like the fans go there expecting there to be violence. Yeah. They want their team to do something back. It's true, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm paying. I'm, this ticket's not just for games. It's yeah. for revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a fight and a baseball game broke up. <laughs> so so that, so it's one of those kind of brawls. Like it's, it's a serious one. It sticks with them. And when everything calmed down a little bit, the Indians went back to their dugout. Then they were the, – the, the, the fans just threw beer and threw shit at them. So it was like right. a little bit – it's a little bit worse this yeah. one. Yeah, A little bit worse. Um, an Indian player had to be held back from going into the stands to fight a, a always fan. A, always a great That player. was total 70s and early 80s, though. There were, there were always baseball <laughs> players like, oh, Reggie Smith went into the crowd and beat up a guy. Yeah, okay. that Okay. Yeah, I get it. As a fan, that has to be kind of awesome. It's like, got to be. I got to him so much yes. that he crossed the professional line with me. Okay. Once I was in college and Larry Johnson, who's a became a famous basketball player was on UNLV and I yelled something about him about his mom on the court he turned and started walking towards me eye contact huge man <laughs> I mean a monster the monster of a human being just walking towards me making full eye contact and two of the players grabbed him and pulled him away <laughs> he was about to punch me in the face you know I think I like his chances in that <laughs> I think he wins that one. I don't think I like my face's chances. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's that? I don't think there's a podcast with that. With now, that why fight. do you, 20 years later, still have like a fish-shaped mark in your head? Well. Now, now Dave, why do you only eat mush? <laughs> what is that about? What is it about mush that really gets you, gets you going? I like mush. It's a mush eater. We tend to punch him in the back of his head. Um, and, okay, so to top it all off, Billy Martin was the manager of the Rangers. Okay. Which brings in a whole uh, new, I guess we should get into Billy Martin. Um. Billy Martin was like no other manager that has ever been involved. I don't think I know who Billy Martin okay. is. Okay. Billy Martin was, was fucking incredible. So he would win any way he could. Uh, he was a huge alcoholic. <laughs> like, like he should have gotten... A lot of years. At the end of every year, they should have been like, and the most alcoholic goes to... Billy, come on up here. And he'd fall over yeah. and they'd put a crown on his head. <laughs> He won again, guys. <laughs> He's really drinking, guys. He's a real drinker. Um, so when he was a player in 1952, he was given the job as the Yankees enforcer. So whenever someone oh. needed to be hurt, yeah. not even the pitchers, they would have him do it. And he was the second baseman. Right. Which is unheard of. It's harder It's no, harder to be a subtly aggressive <laughs> as the second baseman. Right, exactly. <laughs> And I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, here's a quote from him with a, with a fight he started. Courtney was coming down to second. Instead of tagging him, I wound up and hit him right between the eyes with the ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knocked off his cap and broke his glasses. Okay, that's... So he's throwing the ball <laughs> at guys running around. Sure. He's just a crazy asshole. And he used to start fights all the time, like off. <laughs> He'd always get in fights in bars. He was just right. that guy. He's always fighting. Okay. Um... So he would also, he would cheat in, as a manager. He was such a fucking cheater. Uh, and then he would always say he was cheating and then he would get fired for it. See, that's a dead giveaway. Like he would be like, he, like he would hate that another player on another team is throwing a spitball. So then he'd have his team throw spitballs the whole game. And then he'd, after the game, he'd go, that's right. I had my boys throw spitballs. And they'd be like, well, now you're fired. <laughs> you lost by nine and you're fired. <laughs> 
Because you can cheat in baseball, but you can't talk about it. It's yeah. one of those stupid things. Yeah. Like, you can cheat. Everyone expects you to cheat. But if you say you're cheating, then everyone's like, oh, come on, The Larry. nerve. Yeah, it's like when a politician gets busted for something. Exactly. Every other politician's like, how dare oh, he? Oh, my Lord. How dare he? I can't believe he what? fucked whores with money. <laughs> I've never done that. But he was a great manager. Okay. So he kept getting fired and hired. Um he used to order his players to purposely try to hit opposing players when they were running. He used to order his uh, pitcher to hit the the batters, you know, when he, when they're throwing yeah. the ball. He was rehired and fired by the Yankees five times Jesus. alone in like in like six years, not like not like over like a forty year span. Yeah. In like six years, baby, I'm sorry. Take me back one more time. I don't know, Billy. Uh, he got into. Uh, a fight with one of his own pitchers at a hotel and ended up uh, breaking an arm and the pitcher broke a rib. As the manager? As the manager. So the manager's fighting the player. Yes. Um, <laughs> Rare. On, I was on a nationally televised baseball game. I think it was in 79. The best player in baseball was Reggie Jackson. Mm -hmm. Him and Reggie Jackson had to be restrained from each other in the dugout while, <laughs> I mean, 20 million people are watching. So who, like, if you're in charge and someone's trying to break it up, like, you have authority to be like, no! <laughs> you're fired! Let me hit him! Let me hit him! I, I can still remember it, like, vividly, and it was in 79, because I was a kid, and I was like, yeah. what's happening? What's wrong with these grown-ups? Daddy, what's going on? I don't know. I need a drink. Shut up and oh, eat your you're mush. The, you're the wrong daddy. Um... <laughs> So that's so that's like the level of guy that we're looking for sure. in this situation. Where okay. you want you want a calm, cool sort of head to deal yeah. with things. Yeah. That's not really what we got. Okay. Uh, what we got. After the game, a reporter asked Billy Martin, Are you gonna take your armor to Cleveland? To which Martin replied, Nah, they won't have enough fans there to worry about. Oof. So he's like, you know, yeah. he's digging in. He's digging in. Bulletin board material. Cleveland now is not a very good team. So they, when you're not a very good team and you get into fight with a, uh, another team, then the fans have something to cheer about all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah, totally. And all of a sudden, everyone goes to the game to watch whatever's going to happen. Yeah, there's something to do at least. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the Cleveland radio guys jump on it, and they're getting everyone all fucking fired up. Pete Franklin is famous radio guy there on his sports land program. Just keeps talking about it and talking. There's going to be revenge. We're going to get these guys. Um, so he was like, you know, inciting a brawl. Sure. The local newspaper printed a cartoon of the game showing Chief Wahoo, which was there is their uh, mascot, horribly racist mascot, yep. um, holding a pair of boxing gloves with the caption "Be ready for anything." <laughs> so everybody, what's not right about this? <laughs> oh my god. And this Chief Wahoo, it's so... Oh, I know. A it's white the, guy's first attempt at a mascot <laughs> name. What we'll call him Chief Wahoo. What's for lunch? Wait, are we going to do two and three? Nah. So we're done there? They're good. Okay, you should When not. you got the perfect name, you know it. Okay, I feel like Chief maybe... Chief Wahoo. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. All right, thanks for stick coming by. You're welcome. Can I call you Chief? Absolutely not. That's racist. <laughs> Bring up that Chief Wahoo shit. So, all right, so let's talk about Cleveland at the time, because I think that also went into this. Um, so if you want to talk about the state of Cleveland, you have to talk about the Cuyahoga River, uh -huh. uh, which runs through downtown. Sure. Um, it was so polluted that in the 50s, 
1952, it caught on fire for the ninth time. Now, Dave, mm-hmm. I am not a smart man, and I've okay. never claimed to be so, uh-huh. but Go ahead. one thing I'm not used to hearing is right. about water catching on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to put it out with? The, no! Uh, the river. No! No, well, oh, shit. It's making it work. Oh, this is such a catch-22. This fire loves water. <laughs> put more fire on it. No! How do you put it? Yeah. I think we just let her burn. The fire chief uh-huh. comes up. He's like, boy, I am baffled. This is, uh, you know, this is the ninth time it happened, and every single time I am confused. <laughs> you know, should we just let it burn again? I really don't know. I just let it cry it out normally. I let the fire cry it out. Um, in 1952, it didn't get that much national attention, which to me is the most amazing thing. That's amazing. No one, everyone was like, yeah, hey, here, River caught fire in Cleveland? Really? Oh, Cleveland? Oh, yeah, really? Matter. What do you think the weather's going to be like? <laughs> like, no What's one. five day? No one gave a shit. Of course the river caught fire in Cleveland. It's fucking Cleveland. <laughs> it's a river. <laughs> they, they catch on fire. Ain't they supposed to burn? <laughs> They're supposed to burn, right? Mississippi burning. The list goes on and on. I'm from Pittsburgh. I've, all of our all of our rivers are on fire. Oh yeah. Um, Lakes don't burn. Rivers burn. <laughs> I bet. I bet we could find a lake that's burned in America. No. Oh my I god. I bet we could find a lake that's burned. We'll try it. We'll look for one. A burning lake. Um. So, uh, uh, in 1969, it caught fire again. Congratulations. And then, and then it was '69, so people were like, "Whoa, yeah, uh, we've been we've been reading books and stuff. Right, Earth's pretty cool. <laughs> yep. We're not supposed to have it on fire." The flames reached five stories high. Oh my god! So, so it like exploded. So this river is just so full of shit. And yeah, it's just toxic gas and flammable. Yeah, it's shit. everything you could think of. So it's just not even a river. No, it's not even a river. Is not even really. No, I'm fair. sure if you jumped in it, you'd be like, "I can feel." Bones, and then you, you just, just went come under. out glowing and floating. <laughs> <laughs> um, it burned for about thirty minutes. Just think about the guy who was like walking over a bridge and just tossed a cigarette. Uh, in. It lit. <laughs> I should probably get the fuck out of here. Uh, that's not good. Um, oh, I thought that thing about the river catching on fire was uh, a rumor. Boy, I owe my mom an apology. She was not lying. Oh my! <laughs> oh, there goes my boat. Oh boy. Some guys, some guys in a rowboat. Oh Jesus! Oh no! Oh God! Oh my options are not good here. <laughs> so environmentalists targeted Cleveland like it was like the, and it still is. Cleveland is like the dirty city when it's you think really of the dirty, dirty yeah. city. Um, outrage led to the the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency, which formed in 1970. So when Republicans say well, we don't need the APA, it's just. Um, you know, hurting businesses, you can say rivers were on fire. Yeah. Well, I think they've also, uh, they don't need the EPA. They've made that pretty clear. They, they have made it because they would like rivers to be on fire. Yes, that's, that's fine. <laughs> you, know what, you know what you're doing? You're stopping me from making money and being able to have rivers be on fire. Look, fiery rivers lead to bridges leads to jaws. Thank you. Thank you. Who puts out the fires? Fire fire river putter outers. <laughs> puts out the river fires. Think of all the fire river putter outers uh, that don't have jobs. That, that's what happens is when the fireman comes to the scene and the river's on fire. He's like, I think this is more the river guys department. <laughs> don't we got those river fire put out especially, guys? Call the rivermen. The rivermen are coming. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so... Uh, Cleveland lost about 600 factories. Um, 
in the decade before the ten cent beer game. Jesus Christ. Um, so all the big industrial yeah. operations Nobody just were like, oh, job. we can't dump shit in the river. Yeah. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> oh. So they all bailed. Ah, that's sad. Cleveland lost about 170,000 um, people living there between 70 and 80. Uh, so they totally bottomed out. The city council was discussing bankruptcy. <laughs> that's the how, city? Yeah, the whole wow. city. I think I think Cleveland is the first city to ever declare bankruptcy. Well, there's something. Um so they're fucked up. So it's a fucked up city. Yeah, the rivers are on fire and they have no money. And now this team's coming to town that everyone wants to beat up. So what you're telling me is there's a lot, there's brewing yeah, tension there's a, in, there's the, a, in people in general. There's a brewing tension. Not the city you want to bump shoulders nope, with someone on the street. A, there's a brewing tension yeah. in, uh, in Cleveland. And what could go better than 10 cent beer night? So, Can you see anything that might go wrong? Uh, no, absolutely not. No. I think when you have cheap alcohol and angry people in a crowded environment, good yeah. things happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then you're going to like this story. Now, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me something to the contrary? Um, so, the idea behind the promotion was to attract more fans to the game by offering 12 ounces of beer for just 10 cents, which a limit with a limit of six per purchase. Okay. So, okay. Right. so no, hold on. What? You you heard six per purchase, yeah, and, and I, you thought I said six per person. I said six per purchase. Oh, I'm sorry. That I means... didn't think you said six per person. I thought that's what that meant. No, that means one dude could only buy six at a oh, time. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Why is that even a fucking rule? What is that like? Like, how could you carry If more? you want to get, like, alcohol poisoning, you have to walk twice to the stand. Four times, like, how is that even? You can tell, like, whoever came up with 10 cent beer nights a fucking moron. They're like, six per purchase, too. All right, we got it. That sounds good. We got it. We got this thing shut down tight. (laughs) Cross the T's, dot the I's. Um, There was no system in place to stop someone from buying beer and handing it to a teenager and then buying more beer. There was literally no control. They were just taking dimes and handing people beers. I mean, dimes. 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 (laughs) Dimes. <laughs> and tickets to get to the game were, I think, 50 cents. Bleacher seats were 50 cents. Ugh. So you could get plowed on a dollar Ugh. and get a seat. Bleacher seats are the worst seats in a baseball stadium. They're yeah. in the outfield. They were all the routes. Ra- even to this day, most people, if you're in a family, you're not going to sit in the bleachers because bad shit still happens totally. in the bleachers. So you people don't are wanna... sleeping from like vodka somehow. Yeah. 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 I, last time I was in the bleachers at Dodger Stadium, there's a guy in front of me on heroin falling asleep. Cool. Like that's the bleachers. Well, that was the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> that says LA. Uh, okay, so it was hot. Okay, good. Oh, even better. Early June, humidity is Ugh. when humidity oh. hits Cleveland. Yep. Um, so there was a big clog of the concession stands. Uh, but Dave, they were allowed to do six per purchase. Why was there a I clog? Know. I don't it understand. It is weird. It is weird. They'd already thought this through. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, it was the wrong time to do it because that's right when college gets out. So every college kid in the world was oh like, let's God. go to this fucking game and uh. get plowed. So and you can show up at a baseball game two hours early, yes, and get in. So they have been drinking forever, and also a lot of them, by all the reports, already came plowed. Right. So it started out as like a booze cruise before it even. <sighs> yeah. You imagine having to play that night? You'd probably be like, "This is just not this good. Is gonna be, this, <laughs> is this gonna go well? Yes, it's got a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> a bad feeling about tonight." 
Okay, so um, the number was twice as expected of people. They expected they normally they got about ten thousand uh-huh. or under, and and because of the promotion, they expected a couple more thousand. They thought it'd be like twelve thousand, twenty five thousand wow. plus show up. Jeez. So they're already like, hey, it's successful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Technically. Now to the game. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Now to the game. I forgot there was a game. Oh, <laughs> this is quite a ball game. <laughs> the Rangers took the lead in the second inning on a home run. Just a few pitches later, a heavyset woman sitting near first base jumped the wall. Oh, my God. Ran to the Indians on deck circle bared her enormous breasts to an appreciative applause from all the teenagers. <laughs> hey! I mean, she, how do you... <laughs> the umpire's like, well, this is just not a... I mean, what are we, in inning one? Second <laughs> inning. Second inning was not second good. Second inning. Yeah. And the only reason they waited until the second is because they had to, wait, had to wait that long to get their beers to their seats. Yeah, true, like, yeah. yeah. So that, And I've seen pictures of this woman. She is like a middle-aged... She looks like somebody's mom. Yeah. She's like a middle-aged woman with her hair all done up in a, in a big leg. <laughs> just flash in the crowd. Like, it's fucking crazy. Because she's shit-faced in the second inning. She's, and then she's like smiling, and then they had to haul her off because she uh, tried to kiss the uh, head umpire, who was like, I can't be kissed right now. <laughs> he was like, I'm, this is Kiss me behind here if you want to go here. After the game. After the game, you want to kiss me or whatever. Meet me there. But, but you're out of here right now. <laughs> right now, I'm going to do something. <laughs> you're out of here. But don't believe I that. You. I love you. I, I love you. you. I love you. Your breasts are huge. I'm you're out of here. <laughs> Call me as soon as you can. Like right away when you get out of here. <laughs> so, um... She looked like she looked. She literally looked like she was like forty, forties ish. She, it's crazy. The she moment says, caught her. Rivers are on fire, and it's a different time. So then the, the stadium had the uh, the announcer uh, Herb uh, implore Herb scored implore the fans not to run on the field. Uh, attention, everybody! Please, let's not run on the field tonight. Hey, uh, file this under announcements we didn't think we had to make. <laughs> Don't run on the field, don't show your tits, and don't try to kiss the officials. I can't believe I'm making this announcement on 10 Cent Beer Night. I cannot for a second. Because there's new rules for 10 Cent Beer Night. There's no murdering. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Oh, oh boy. Um, Murder? Now, I should add, firecrackers were going off the whole what time. What a shit show. So, whether it was a coincidence or just lucky, all of these kids brought firecrackers. Now, when I was growing up, Back then, uh, firecrackers started. Firecracker season started like June first and went till August, the end of August. Like you just had firecrackers. Yeah, they were just fucking everyone. Yeah. People, someone would always go to Chinatown, pick up a bunch of bricks, bring them back. I also might have been one of those guys who went sure, to Chinatown maybe, and maybe made a little you, bit of money. Maybe, who knows? I might have made a little bit of money on the side. Sure. I'm a maybe firecracker. Maybe you were selling firecrackers. Dave. <laughs> so there's just dudes loaded with firecrackers, just throwing them everywhere and setting them off. Okay. Um, sounds just like a lot of fun. Sounds great. Sounds, sounds like what you fun. want in yep. a ball game. That's not scary. No, not at all. Especially for the families uh, yeah. <laughs> going there. Uh, so explosions are just going off. There's smoke. Um, so it created like a like a war zone sort of. They have to be careful feeling because they could relight the river on fire if they're right. not careful. I mean, it's just... Fire river, guys! Come on, <laughs> guys. So smoke was just drifting through the stadium um, from the exploding gunpowder. There was also a lot of pot smoke. And okay. then my favorite thing of all is the war drums. Okay, so it's uh-huh, right. it's the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, with well, Chief Wahoo, he so demands them. 
<laughs> so these idiots bring war drums and they sit them in the bleachers and they go. Bah, That's bah, a better bah, name, bah, the bah, Cleveland bah, Idiots. Bah. <laughs> better. <laughs> Less offensive. So the idiots. So these, so these, they would. So while they're while this is all going on, there's like this weird. So there's firecrackers, right? There's smoke, smoke. People and, are wasted. And, it's hot as fuck. And there's Everybody's more drums. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine staying for more than like? I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. No, and nobody was like, we should wrap this up, right? Yes. This seems like it's going. Hey, am I just uh, crazy or is this horrible? This seems like it's going in a really bad direction. <laughs> I mean, those are war drums. Are you hearing the war drums? Am I the only one who feels like Jews in Poland right now? <laughs> I'm get the fuck out, maybe. So it's like a fucking war, okay. right? Um, the Rangers hit their second home run in the fourth inning. To fans' delight, I'm sure. Woo, that's when a man. Entirely naked. Oh boy! Ran onto the field. Oh god! And slid into second. Oh, okay. That's, so I, I can't. This guy, you started that. Wasn't a fan by the end. I love this man. Oh, do you know how? <laughs> slid. Do you know how in pain he was? Oh, the dirt, the gravelly. Oh, it's all up. You can't slide on that shit. No. It's all up in your ass. Oh like stuck in there. It's just horrifying. <laughs> that yeah. poor son of a bitch. And then he ran off. They didn't catch him. <laughs> How did they not catch him? <laughs> He's naked and like bloody. They also might not have wanted to catch him. That's fair too. Um, I guess you let him run at that point. So early on, the demand for the beer surpassed the Indians' ability to uh, give it out at concession stands. So they ran out of beer. No. Okay. So someone decided to have the fans line up outside the outfield fences and drive the beer trucks up Wait. so they drove the beer trucks directly to people Wait, what? And they okay so yeah so they're out of beer in the stadium <laughs> well they're not out but they're they're, they're not able to keep up with the, there's just the lines are so they're huge just, people getting more, rowdy more hands on deck yeah they need more hand they need more beer on deck they need more hands on deck yeah so, Not more drunks on deck. So they got a lot of those. So they're like, let's get a beer. Let's get three beer trucks. And we'll put them outside the fence. And then people can line up down there, too. Okay. Are you not? How are you not on board with that? I just, it doesn't seem like a good call. It seems like It it's sounds like going. that's going to go badly. It sounds like it's going to work out fine. Well, Hold on. I think you know, and I feel like you're lying. Um, I don't know if lying is the right word. Okay. Uh, making stuff up. Sure. Um, sure. So. The uh, the people serving the beer at each beer truck, uh, it's two teenage girls. What? <laughs> the seventies were so fucking insane. I, I mean, but honestly, were... <laughs> but honestly, I mean, who? They're like girls after after school, their job. Can, can you imagine, like, <laughs> even in the heat of all this, the planning of all this? Get the beer trucks to the outfield. Who's who's you serving them? Giant men there. <laughs> To yeah. take care of the situation, yeah. giant men. Yeah, and just and just like five of them just standing there not doing anything. Yeah, you have giant men and teenage girls. And I'm sure they're dressed in like little tops. And like, oh my god, hey, you want a beer? Like, shut up and kiss me. <laughs> Give me my six per purchase. So the lines start to back up because the girls can't deal with the crush of idiots needing ten cent beers. You know, I because think- they're walking up with a where they're walking up with fifty cents and saying, "Give me five. <laughs> Because they don't even care if they all get back to their seat. Like, you can drop four and still have a really good time. The game. <laughs> There's no oh, game. There is no game at this point. I mean, this is, uh, 
The problem, I think, is that they're not going to be able to meet the demand. Oh, that's what I, I feel like is oh, happening. That is so. That is such an optimistic idea of how this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys in line can't take it at the beer trucks. <clears throat> so they pick up the table in front of the girls and throw it over the beer truck. So just get that out of the way. <laughs> we don't need this divider. <laughs> You know, this is making hard, it harder for us to get all the beer fast. Hey, Larry, there's something between me and the beer. <laughs> Throw it! <laughs> so the girls just all walk off. Oh, the girls are like, yep, I gotta go. Oh, I am um, 17 and not interested. This ends in death. This is getting rapey. Yeah, real rapey. <laughs> so, so now it's free beer. And <laughs> it's free beer night. Now the guys aren't even using cups, and they're just drinking straight out of the tap. Like, <laughs> it's just dudes lined up taking hits off the tap. Men are just monsters. <laughs> oh, my God. If you've ever been into a, 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 a public bathroom uh, for men, uh, you, you will then you'll know everything you need to know about how horrible yeah, we are as creatures. So, uh, so, so, just, so They're the, just sucking down the beer out of the taps. <laughs> no, it's like Vikings pillaging a town. Yeah, like they're it's celebrating. Just, yeah. They've won. They threw the table. <clears throat> So now is when uh, Billy Martin gets into the act. Okay. So a normal manager would serve the environment and say, okay, I'm going to hang back on this one. Yeah. I'm not going to do my usual Billy Ball stuff. Right. I'm just going to be really calm. Because his whole thing was about agitating the other team and right. getting them upset and off their game. Yeah. Like, that was his game. Sure. But he... Uh, so he didn't, he didn't do that. This is like, he's also probably plowed. Like sure, where, yeah. where I'm giving I'm the odds are like eighty percent that Billy is all. There's a picture of him in this whole melee, standing out in front of the dugout, smoking a cigarette and looking back at the crowd. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so there's a close call at third in which one of his players got spiked. So he runs out and starts arguing with the umpires. And now when he argued, it was like one time he threw dirt at an umpire. Like he he threw dirt. Yeah, he picked up dirt and threw it at the umpire's chest. Very aggressive. And then he tried to, and then he tried to, later get a friend to take out a hit on that. Well, you know what? That makes me feel like maybe the first thing wasn't that aggressive. Now that I, in retrospect, I know the comparison. Um. Yeah. Did I read all the stuff that Billy did? No, it's okay if I didn't. He you did, said, but he yeah. did, he did a lot of shit like that. So, okay. but he really tried to take. He really tried to get a hitman to kill an umpire. <laughs> I mean, this is a very horrible thing to do. Um, in the fourth inning, when the Indians batter smacked a line drive... I believe we're only at the fourth fucking inning. Oh, fuck me. In the fourth inning, when the Indians smacked uh, a line drive back to the Rangers pitcher, Fergie Jenkins, Jenkins could not get out of the way, and the ball hit him in the stomach. As he writhed in pain, the fans began to clap and oh, then yeah. chant, hit him harder, hit him harder, hit him harder. <laughs> Just the whole stadium. Oh, my God. Now it's like a gladiator death pit yeah. if you're the Rangers. It like, definitely now feels... <laughs> Why are you not entertained? Tear his fucking eyes out! <laughs> Hit him harder. He was like, what a bunch of savages. Cut it off. Cut it off. What's happening? <laughs> in the fifth inning, two men in the outfield got into the act, jumping the wall and mooning the outfields, the Rangers outfielders. <laughs> Love them. The players watched, hands on hips, shaking their heads, as park security chased... Chased one after another across the diamond. <laughs> I mean, so so far there's four people who have gone on the field. 
<laughs> and they've all been pretty crazy and naked. So then when Billy comes out to argue, yeah, okay, so the Billy thing happens in the sixth, I think. So he comes out to argue, and, you know, if their player's hurt, they have to take him out of the game. So now the Rangers are upset. The fans are, you know, cheering it. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so now plastic cups start raining down. Oh God! On the on the field while the argument's happening, Ugh. mostly still full of beer because because it's worth. Who gives a fuck? It's tap water. <laughs> it's the cheapest beer. Yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, the beer quality. Why, they got? I would just buy eight and then just throw them all yeah. and go buy eight more. Yeah. It's not even for drinking. Uh, I need uh, eight there for washing. I'm gonna go wash up. <laughs> We're washing with beer. It's cheaper. <clears throat> so, and remember, this is a time when they didn't shut down beer sales. Oh, right. There was right. a time when now they shut them down in the seventh inning. Yeah. But back in the old days, you could order a beer on your way out. Which is not good. <laughs> it really is smart. Go to your they, car. They <laughs> have a beer. <laughs> but it is, like, it is true. Your mentality in, like, the last inning of a baseball game, if you can drink, would just yeah. be like, fucking plowed. Oh, yeah. Get plowed. Get plowed. And it's always fun when you watch people's reaction to you can't buy beer past the seven. Oh, my. What? This fucking what? Not even one? So, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened to this country? <laughs> I thought it was America last time I checked. Oh, okay. I guess I'll just go piss. Fuck you. Can I have a hot tub? A hot tub? It's the uh, round meat thing. I think you should go. I'm going to the bathroom. I know. We can see. <laughs> um, so as Martin returned to the dugout, classic Billy Martin, he blew kisses into the stands. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Then someone tossed a bunch of firecrackers into the Rangers' bullpen. Oh, no. <laughs> so... That's where all the pitchers sit. That's where the pitchers are warming up, throwing the ball. <clears throat> so it was not going well. The bullpen <clears throat> was uh, ordered evacuated by the umpires. <laughs> These umpires must have just been like this. Uh, I wish somebody would take but, a hit out but, of But, you me. know, umpires also have this thing where they're like, we're going to finish this goddamn game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we going to, no matter this. what, I can have one arm and I'll finish the fucking game. <laughs> so the, uh, the public address announcer... So also, that means the pitchers have to warm up on the mound instead of in the bullpen, which would take longer. So it's all delaying. I think they'd rather it's that. delaying every, Yeah. I think they'd rather I that. think, yeah, it's delaying everything. <laughs> the announcer, meanwhile, is like, what do you need me to say? So, um... <laughs> the, the announcer came on and reminded spectators not to litter the field. Now, what do you think happened? I bet they, I bet they listened and ceased. <laughs> it's just massive rain of cups uh, just flew down. The next thing is so, throw as many cups as you can on the field. Please. So they decided that they couldn't make any more announcements because the announcements <laughs> weren't going well. Well, this crowd's you can't announce things to these people. <laughs> they don't take kindly to announcements. Uh, the grounds crew had not sat down since the second inning. And now the now the outfield fans were just using them as targets, trying to hit them with beer. Because they, they took up. all the Rangers away from them. So whenever they went to clean up beer, they just got hit by more beer. So it really, it honestly sounds like you just don't want to try to solve things here. Solving is the wrong move. It's, it's the unwinnable situation. It's allowing. Just allow. Yes. Get yes. out of the way. It, it could not be less winnable. Yeah. So... I, I, I imagine the ground screw guys just stopped going out there. Oh, my God. Uh, another woman jumped out of the stands waving. Although she didn't take her clothes off, the crowd chanted her 
for her to. When ushers arrived, she attacked them. Oh, my God. The surprised ushers forced her to the ground, prompting the crowd to boo and start shouting police brutality. (laughs) This is the same crowd that just said hit him harder, right? Yes. Moments earlier. There's not a lot of logic going on at this point. (laughs) You'll find there was a dime of beer that night. So logic, not big. Not a big thing. Now, this is an interesting time to point out that it did not occur to the Indians organization to request an additional police presence at the ballpark for 10 cent beer night. If any municipal police were in the stadium that night, they were off duty and quite possibly as drunk as anyone else. And even if you had John McClane in the fucking stands, you you don't want to be like, I'm a cop. Everyone, you'll die. Yeah. You're a dead man. No. Guess how many security they had present. How many actual guards? How many security guards? Oh, Jesus. Well, I 25,000. Uh, I mean, they had to have 50. They had 50. Oh, my God. <laughs> so few. It's uh, just one per 500. Uh, but this is not a regular 500. This is like a 500 oh, no. that's like the 300. Yeah. <laughs> this army is mighty. And the fact that cops haven't been called yet is remarkable. The, why are they still doing it? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Wouldn't you be like, do you feel this? Well, at, you some, feel we're at some point, what do you do? You can't Leap. stop. You can't stop it. If you shut everything off, that is just a riot heading downtown that started at your ballpark, so, right? So, but we're in the unsolvable situation. <laughs> oh, we are. <laughs> there's no solution. No, there's no solution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, pretty glad there's no solution. This is that point in the movie where the two characters look at each other and go, each other and go well, I think we're both going to die solving this. <laughs> the two main characters. Wait, that's not supposed to happen. Wait a minute. Um, one man tossed a tennis ball in a center field, then scrambled after it. I love this guy. Who is this he guy? He threw a ball at a center field. He brought a tennis ball to a baseball uh-huh. match. He threw the tennis ball out, and then he ran after it. Yeah. Did he say, go get it, boy, in between? After throwing the ball back into the seats, he led park security on a little jog, pausing at one point to hug another fan who jumped out to greet him. <laughs> the ushers grabbed the other guy away while the dude who threw the ball leaped back into the stands in the junk mass. So now there were people like, oh, we can get away with this shit. Well, that, right, that is sort of the thing. Like, normally it, at, like, a sporting event, if there's, like, a streaker or something, yeah. like, the fans and the teams don't, they don't like that person. They yeah. want it over. They want to get back to the game. Yeah. This guy's fucking, he's running around like Rob Ford. He's getting hugs. <laughs> fucking partying. Uh, then a rain of beer became rocks, batteries, and golf balls, and anything else that now, they Dave, had. Now, Dave, those are harder than liquid. They seem a little batteries? bit Batteries? Batteries. Well, you know... They, Give me your remote control car. The people used to bring batteries to games. That's remember, so fucked Santa, up. Yeah. remember Santa Claus got hit with batteries in Philadelphia? I do not remember that. We'll talk about Philadelphia fans at one point. Santa <clears> got hit with batteries? I think it was batteries. Or else it was snowballs. It was really hard uh, snowballs. Guaranteed, like guaranteed coal. Probably. Yeah, that's coal. The next in- inning... Ranger Mike Hargrove went into first base. So he's playing first base in the outfield. Uh-huh. And he was pelted with hot dogs and cups of spit. Oh. <laughs> That's tough. What would you rather be hit with? That's tough. That is tough. I'd rather get hit with a hot dog. I'd much rather. The other one's like prison. Uh, that that's like insult. Like that's just that's like you know you know there were guys peeing in cups and throwing. Oh them. yeah. Because no anyone could get near a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. No, oh my god, a bathroom? Imagine. <laughs> Imagine that bathroom's throwing up situation. <laughs> you just walk in there, it's going to sound like a fucking vomitorium. 
I got nine dimes left. <laughs> I threw up a dime. He said, and I quote, he was surrounded by pounds and pounds of meat, estimating he had 20 pounds of hot dogs thrown at him. That's like a cartoon. 20 pounds. How many? It was that so many hot dogs thrown at him. I mean, out. that's like 800 hot. I mean, that's a lot of hot dogs. It's a lot of hot dogs. At one point, he was 20 near. 20 pounds. At one point, he was nearly struck with an empty gallon jug of Thunderbird. Ugh. That was when the ra- that was when the Rangers actually started to get worried for their safety. <laughs> so this is the first time they're like, uh, "If that had hit me, I could be a dead guy." <laughs> but a gallon jug of Thunderbird batteries was cute. It's ten cent beer night. Why are you bringing a? And yeah. how are you getting a gallon jug of Thunderbird into the fucking stadium? Put a wig on it. Be like, my son and I are. Uh, Excited for the first game. That's Bobby. This is Bobby, my boy. You like Bobby? Take a whiff of his head. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, he's yeah. potent. Uh, no beer for me, thank you. I'm uh, I'm drinking my boy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now streakers were stripping leisurely on the field of play while the game went on, abandoning their clothes in a pile in left center field. So they're just running out and taking off their clothes, and there's so many of them. That no one can stop them. So it's just there's so many of them that they've like created an area for clothes on the it's field. <laughs> Throw your clothes over there. That's where the dirty clothes go before you streak. <laughs> Run around here. <laughs> Do whatever. But the main rule is just get your clothes in the pile. There's like no rules at all at this point. Uh, there's uh, Dave. 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 Yeah, but at least on the field there was some sort of <laughs> thing. But now it's just like world. People are taking off their clothes. Fans are athletes tonight. <laughs> One night only. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> uh, a contingent of fans along the third base side began removing the padding on the left field wall. Either through numbers or sheer force of will, they nearly succeeded in taking a large chunk into the stands. The grounds crew abandoned its trash collection duties in the field and for the rest of the game tried to save the padding. <laughs> So they're out of the equation. Running out of fingers to plug the dam. They're trying to say the thing that (laughs) will cost a lot of money. Remember we just wanted the field to be clean? Now let's just make sure there's a field tomorrow. (laughs) Almost got it into the stand. (laughs) As the night wore on. War is the right word. War is completely correct. The crowd grew bolder. And packs of fans fans frequently scurried across the outfield. Entire packs. Packs! At this point, they would just let Tribes! They would just let them go. Just like, oh, if you played a game, just a whole herd of dudes. Uh, They outnumber us, asshole. There's 80 in their pack. I ain't doing shit. I'm not going after that pack. No, man, that's a pack. I ain't going near a pack. I told you, I'll catch a streaker. I take one. I'll take one at a time. I'm not going after the pack. I don't do packs. I don't do packs. Oh, fuck me. Nude packs. In the seventh inning, radio announcers described the baseball fans in the crowd gathering their families and leaving the stadium like refugees. So the normal people are like, let's get the fuck out of here. Thought this would be more fun. This is not as fun as I thought. Let's go to the river. Hey, Larry, you remember when I said, said, is is 10 cent beer night a good idea? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. You go fuck yourself. Uh, Fuck you, bitch. The children are crying. The children in my crying. You're You're like a river on fire. That's a good song. That's a Billy Joel album. In the eighth, the announcers noticed owner Ted Bonda and other members of the Indians front office leaving the ballpark, doing their best to look casual. So, so, so everybody, who, yeah, who, who came up with this idea? 
Is well, the, apparently is just... this was sort of a common idea back then. Oh, really? Yeah, the, we'll get to that at the okay. end. I'm guessing this is kind of where they stopped thinking that was a good idea. Now we're on to the eighth and ninth innings. Some fans started throwing cherry bombs into the Rangers' dugout. So now it's like the movie Warriors, where, yeah, <laughs> where totally. is anybody going to live? Yeah, yeah, no. Yes, somebody killed Cyrus, and the baseball furies <laughs> are going to fucking get revenge. I get you. In the ninth, the Indians mounted a rally, scoring two runs to tie the game at five. So everyone should be happy. Well, the fans don't know there's a game. <laughs> so that's part of the problem. And the winning run is at second base. When a young man named Terry Yurkic jumped from the outfield seats and ran toward Rangers outfield outfielder Jeff Burroughs. During the, the, okay. Now we all know there's one thing you don't do in these situations, and that's touch a player. Yes. Because that's the thing that's going to cause... That's going to be bad. Yeah. Very bad. <clears throat> Terry said, I just wanted to get his hat. Oh, God. So I ran up behind Burroughs and grabbed it. I had it in my hand, and then I dropped it, which is surprising. You would think a really drunk kid. Well, yeah. It was also he was drunk probably, and then he was like, I got it. I got it. I got I'm sure he looked back at his friends, and he went, Look, I got the hat. I got the hat. Look, he got it. I went down to pick it up, and Burroughs kicked me. Oh, my God. Then Burroughs fell down. Okay. So now, where the Rangers are in their dugout, you can't see everything. You can see, like, up to people's waists. Yeah. So all they see is their player going down. Okay. So now they think, shit, it's on. Oh, Jesus. So, Billy Martin... Looks at his players, grabs a bat, and says, boys, let's go get him. What the fuck? The manager? There's an amazing shot of the Rangers running across the field, holding bats like they're going to war. Because <laughs> they were. <laughs> I, I hope that the guy beating the drum didn't stop. <laughs> that guy's still puking and beating. Booga howa, booga howa, wahoo. In the name of Chief Wahoo, I command ye to stop. So now the fans start pouring out of the stands. Oh, boy. When Martin and his team reached the outfield, the Rangers found Burroughs upset but unharmed. But making things worse, Martin's army had changed the landscape. Suddenly, the wacky fun nudists were gone and the bad element was coming out of the stands. Oh, boy. You know, the guys who sit in the stands going, look at that fan. Yeah. yeah. Those guys yeah. were yeah. now, let's go down there and get some. <laughs> well, this just stopped being cute. <laughs> I'm about to show you why you shouldn't make more than me working at a factory, baseball boy. Give him the hat. Give, give, give him, him the hat. Boy wants the hat. <laughs> give it to our boy. Well, what did I say? Because I can't remember. Hey, my boy wants to pitch for an inning, Mr. <laughs> Martin. Uh, I think you let him, right? <laughs> Out of the stands poured a mob that replaced the others, and they were terrifying. They were armed. The Rangers looked around and saw people wielding chains, knives, and clubs fashioned from pieces of stadium seats. So it's like the Road Warrior. I, it's like they have been out. It's like they've they've forgot that they have homes to go back to. Yeah, and they've been fashioning weapons and getting ready for a battle. You know, how do you not notice a man's bringing chains into a game? 
<laughs> you not know when a guy brings in a gallon jar yeah, of Thunderbird. I mean, it was all fucking. What do you? Oh, what is that? A tiger? Bring it in. Like it, none of it made sense. What is that? A nuclear bomb? Get it in here. <laughs> oh, your Wolverine. Go ahead. Go ahead. He looks angry. Let him go. Oh. Uh, so the Rangers, twenty-five Rangers, quickly found themselves surrounded by two hundred angry drunks. And more were tumbling over the wall in left field. It was basically an ambush, and the Rangers were about to fight for their lives. Oh, God. <laughs> so the riot began. Players fighting with bats. Very matter of fact. <laughs> against anything they could do against the mob. A full-scale riot, and there's no cops to be seen. So no one knows this is going on. So there's probably, I mean, at this point, probably about 20,000 fans? I mean, I would imagine there had to have been cops listening on their radios just giggling, oh, right? I, like, they had to have known what was happening. Imagine uh, what? Uh, imagine hearing being a cop hearing that and thinking, I should get down there. No, you'd be like, my oh, night no, is I off. Should not get down I am going to sit here, and I'm going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving every minute of it. Okay, but now the Indian, the Indian's manager had a realization. He's sitting in his dugout, and he was like, I'm about to see a baseball team get killed. Oh, my God. Or them kill other people. Yeah. So he ordered his players to grab their bats and run out and fight the mob. So, okay, so he... <laughs> God love him. God love him. But his idea is that he needs to now... Join the side of the Rangers yeah. to fight the mob. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think when you're picking sides in this fight, I don't know. Okay. I think you pick the pony. That's but, uh, but are the fans going to attack the Indians? I'm going to guess that they will. <laughs> I'm going to guess they're not seeing uniforms at this point. Well, not not everyone's out there. It's like 200 people. So the Indians charged onto the field with their bats and rescued the Rangers. Rescued? Got, the well, Rangers. they like got them out of the circle they were in. Yeah. And uh, and now the ball players were on the offensive. What is going on? So the game is abandoned. You'll re- I'm gonna, we're going to read the announcers now. I'll be uh, Tom. I'll be Tate, and you be Score. Okay. Tom Hilkford has just been hit on the head. <laughs> Hilkby is in infinite pain. He's bent over, holding his head. Ah, oh, this is an absolute tragedy. Absolute tragedy. The unbelievable thing is people keep jumping out of the stands after they see what's going on. Well, that shows you the complete lack of brain power on the parts of some people. There's no way I'm going to run onto a field if I see some baseball player waving a bat out there looking for somebody. This is tragic. The whole thing has degenerated now into just... Now we've got another fight going on with fans and ball players. Hargrove has got some kid on the ground, and he's really administering a beating. <laughs> well, that fella came up and hit him from behind is what happened. Boy, Hargrove really wants a piece of him. I don't blame him at all. Oh, look at Duke Sims down there going at it. Yeah, Duke is in on it. Here we go again. <laughs> An actual transcript from the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, oh, he beat the shit out of me. He's like, well, I had no choice. He hit him. <laughs> They're still compensated. They're still doing play-by-play of the riot. Doing their job. They won't, they won't take the night off. So the sight of 50 angry professional athletes armed with bats slowly <laughs> turned the tide and stopped the advance of the mob. Taking advantage of what might have been their only opportunity to escape alive, the two managers led their players, this is the greatest part, out of the dugouts and down in the tunnels, assisting the wounded as they went. Jesus Christ. While the bench players formed a rear guard because those on the field had fought so hard to get out there. Sounds like Gettysburg. The ones that were out there were the, were like the front line of the battle. Yeah. So they were so wounded that the guys who were on the bench, who were healthy players, formed a rear guard like they're in a military so, to get out. The bench, the bench is the infantry, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Helping the wounded. <laughs> Helping the it's a 
baseball game. There had to be, I don't, uh, the idea of watching, because it goes bad pretty much right away. Yeah. But the idea when somebody who's, you know, works on the administrative level is like, oh, this is, this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like what? They probably spent a day being like, that'll be great. Yeah, we'll get them all out. We'll just get them in. Dime beers. Yeah. Six per purchase. Exactly. That way we can keep mine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they're just going to be happy. It's going to have a great time. It's going to be a great time. They have commentators being like, well, I just smacked him right in the back of his head. <laughs> if, if I was at this game, I know exactly what I would have done because I've been to games that were remotely close to, like, where the riot cops came down. Yeah. And, like, what would you like, have done? I know what I used to do was me and my friends used to grab our beer and go up to the very top of the stadium oh, that's smart. and just watch. That's smart. Yeah. I'd have left. <laughs> question. Well, you want to see it. Yeah. So after the teams got out and in, into their, down the tunnels, uh, the mob found itself alone on the dilem, diamond. Uh, they stole everything uh, that was not secured down, anything that could be taken. Uh, they stole the bases. Uh, they, they swarmed the doors and banged on the doors and tried to get in. <laughs> and the announcers just stared down at the melee, which continued for another 20 minutes. Oh, my God. You, you score again. All right. Oh, they've stolen the bases. The security people are just totally incapable of handling this crowd. They just, well, short of the National Guard, I'm not sure what would handle this crowd right now. It's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. People go back into the seats and others jump down to take their place. The bases are gone. The bases I are love gone. that they both are like, like, that is such a sacrilege to them. God. With all this violence bases going on. bases are gone. Jesus Christ, what happened to America? <laughs> and you know, now? Some are crawling back into the stands. New ones are like, my turn. <laughs> It's like tag team wrestling. <laughs> and now my favorite part of the story. So every stadium has an organist that plays different chants and cheers. I'm pretty excited. The organist does the only thing he can. He played Take Me Out to the Ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, you know what? I, I, I can do something. I can do something. I can, maybe I can cheer everybody up. Take me out to the ball game. I like to picture a bunch of high-level security officials having a huge conversation and him sneaking in being like, hey, guys, it's not going to matter once they hear this. Take me. Oh, God, a man's been stabbed. A man's been stabbed. With a base. Oh, God, a man got stabbed with a base. Oh, God. Um, after taking a chair to the head... Okay. Chief, Chief umpire Charlie Shellac had a moment on the field when he looked down and saw a hunting knife had landed, blade down in the grass behind his leg. He forfeited the game to the Rangers and ran. <laughs> One of the Indian he players... He should have done that in the opposite order. <laughs> Start running and then forfeit it. <laughs> One of the Indian players was hit on the head with a piece of a chair from the stands. He was injured pretty bad. Um... Now, the only way to clear the field was to bring in the Cleveland SWAT team who came in and went bug fuck with their billy clubs yeah. and, their, and their tear gas and put, a, and put an end to it. Oh, my God. So after it's all... What a great night. Oh, yeah. Great night at the <laughs> ball. Great Were night. you there last night? Holy yeah. shit. What a great game. I got the highlights. Boy, the, that guy got killed. That's you know, the first game I've ever gone to that ended tied. <laughs> <laughs> Not. I didn't like Cleveland's offense last night. <laughs> Really wasn't there. They could have won it in the end until they get pushed out. <laughs> so Dan Coughlin, as uh, a sports writer, <clears throat> said, uh, "So now the sports writers are just up there watching it all in the press oh, yeah. box." Yeah. I had a few beers and I was leaving the stadium. I had my reporter's notebook with, but <laughs> I had my reporter's notebook with me. A dozen high school kids were standing on top of the Rangers dugout, yelling for them to come out and fight. <laughs> 
I asked one of them what they thought they were doing. I told them the Rangers weren't even in the stadium anymore, that everyone, <laughs> that everyone is gone. When a kid came out of the crowd, a sucker punched me. Oh, my God. It didn't phase me. I mean, I could take a punch back then, especially from a 15-year-old. That's when I just decided to leave. <laughs> oh, come out and fight, you pussies. They left two hours ago. <laughs> oh, they will kill you. Oh, fuck you, old man. I fucking know it all. Coughlin would be punched once more in the face while trying to interview a fan on his way out. <laughs> Billy Martin, manager of the Rangers, said, It's the closest I've ever seen anybody come to getting killed in more than my 25 years in baseball. 60,000 beers were consumed. Oh, my God. At 10 cents each. There were 19 streakers, seven emergency room injuries, and nine arrests. They only arrested nine people because they just want to clear it out. <laughs> nine! One of those guys like, me, really? Me? 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 <laughs> Wait, how many of us got arrested? Nine. What do you mean nine? What do you mean nine? Well, we can't arrest 20,000 people. <laughs> yeah, but what the fuck? <laughs> I just punched a guy. <laughs> I know. We know all, people all got stabbed. I, all I did was hit a guy with a chair. All I did was punch a pregnant lady. Uh, to this day, some rangers say if the Indians had not come out and joined, it would have been a real tragedy. The Indians coach was shaken. <laughs> this is not just baseball. It's the society we live in. Nobody seems to care about anything. We complained about their people in Arlington last week when they threw beer on us and taunted us into a fight. But look at our people. They were worse. I don't know what it was, and I don't know who's to blame, but I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, is Chief Wahoo on record? What did he, was uh, he we able have to do? We have the chief umpire. <laughs> chief umpire. <laughs> fucking animals. You can't. <laughs> fucking animals. You can't just pull back a pack of animals. When uncontrolled beasts are out there, you got to do something. I saw two guys with knives, and I got hit with a chair. If the fucking war is on tomorrow, I'm going to join the other side and get a shot at them. He actually uh, said that. Uh, if the fucking war is on. So, he, like, these guys are all yeah, yeah. in PTSD and shit. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the Indians took on the look of Asian people. <laughs> we just got to get to the back, get, get back to the base boss. That's what? It. Get Charlie out of the stands. What's that, sir? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Sorry. Um, the Indians players escorted the Texas players to their bus without incident. So that was nice. It sounds like these teams probably got brought a lot closer together. Jackie York and Carl Fazio were the Indians' promotional team responsible for the event. <laughs> the next morning, they were called into Indians' management partner, Ted Bonda's office. So he's basically the owner. I smell a promotion. They were sure they would be fired. Yeah. He told them he had booked them both flights to Milwaukee, where they would be having their 10-cent beer night in a couple of days. He said, go find out how they do it. They did. They did. All at all <laughs> at all future promotions offering ten cent beer, three more were planned. Fans would be restricted to four cups a piece per night. No exceptions. Wait, wait, per night or per per night? Okay, but how do you even keep track? You can't. Right? There's so many fucking stuff. <laughs> they just don't, they just don't see that it's a flawed concept. No. This is my favorite. The guy who had his hat stolen. Yeah. The outfielder. Burroughs asked one reporter whether the forefoot would erase his over three night at the plate. When informed that when he was informed that it would not, he was upset. <laughs> Little petty thing. <laughs> Years later, Billy Martin was killed in a low speed single vehicle collision during an ice storm at the end of his driveway 
uh, in Birmingham, New York on Christmas Day, 1989. He was drunk. Terry Yerkak. He was drunk when he got hit? No. Billy Martin was, was in his car and oh. drove it oh, shit. into something at the end okay. of his driveway and killed himself. He was drunk. Okay. Terry Yerkak, the kid who grabbed Bro's hat, grew up and became Citizen of the Year in 2000 in Richmond Heights, a wow. suburb outside of Cleveland. Clearly they did not vet their Citizen of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> the missing bases were never found. <laughs> Shocker. Maybe. Hey, uh, I was at a 10 cent beer night last night. I got shit face. I just want to give you guys back your bases. Um, I don't even know why I took them. Uh, that is one of those things when you get drunk, you're like, I'll just take it. Okay, so there's three families out there in Cleveland uh-huh. who are passing down oh, yeah. the bases. Yeah. Like it's got to be like a huge thing. Yeah. Right? Yes. For, yeah, I mean, a- if my dad had one of those bases, uh, it'd be fucking amazing. You know, Dave. Don't tell anybody about this. My dad never did anything good when he was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to think what would have happened if Carrie Nation had gotten her way. I believe she stormed the field in the first inning, right? Showed her tits. Yeah, if Carrie was there, holy shit. So you've heard that story, but you've never I didn't, heard I that heard, story. I heard that there was a, a terrible uh, 10 cent beer night in Cleveland. I didn't realize that um, it was so dangerous. No, it was like it was like it was like the Warriors. It was like a fucking movie so, where a okay, bunch of guys were trying if, to survive. If you could go to that game, knowing everything, yeah, would yeah. you go? Yeah, I'd sit yeah. and I'd sit way up top. Yeah, it's twenty five thousand fans. The stadium holds like fifty. Uh, I'd sit way up fucking top and just sip on a beer. How great, would it I be would a- get six beers. I would just line them up and I would just slowly sip on them. Six per purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! You excited yourself? Yeah, come on in, bud. How's it going? Good. My son's here, so we're wrapping up. Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. The next generation. <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. All right. That was the dollop. The dollop ended with a bang. <laughs> hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, 
Let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.